0: You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 44. So, in today's episode, I want to talk to you about how I found myself from 18 years old, somebody who graduated high school, like pretty middle of the road, like, you know, a 3.2 GPS, nothing spectacular, to really being one of the star students at the school I went to, the trade school for aesthetics that I graduated from nine short months after I graduated from high school. So as most of you know, um, I, I decided to go to cosmetology school when I was about 17 years old. And somebody from my church group back home was moving to Utah to go to school for aesthetics which is a master statistician is somebody who does, you know, eyelash extensions, facials, body treatments, body waxing, microdermabrasion, all of that fun stuff that you would expect to get pampered with at a day spa. And I had no idea what that was, but I did know what a cosmetologist was and I thought it would be cool to do hair. And so I had no plans for college. That's not a conversation I ever remember having with my parents. Like, what do you want to do with your life? And so, you know, here I am senior year and I find myself thinking maybe I could do this cosmetology route because it would give me something creative that would pay more than waiting tables. And so I had talked my dad into it and he actually agreed to pay for my first year of school, which the program was eight months. So it worked out and I, um, I was really excited to get going. Well, when I was kind of getting closer, My start date was, I think, in August, and my friend's start date was in July, and we were, you know, trying to coordinate, and my parents, they were trying to get me to get up to Utah from Southern California with my friend, who her class started, her group, you know, started in July, and and mine started in August, and so on a whim, on a whim of like, gosh, I really just want to get out of here and be my own, be on my own, my own person, all that stuff... I talked my dad into switching to the aesthetics program so that I wouldn't have to, you know, sit around and wait for five weeks for my class to start. And so he, he was a little reluctant, like, I don't know, you know, cutting hair just seems like a better choice. But he let me do it and, and we switched from cosmetology to aesthetics and I had no idea what I was getting into. So I show up and, you know, get in the car with my friend and her mom and we did this whole road trip and get all set up in Provo, Utah, in our apartments. And about a week after getting set up, we start at school. And I remember just falling in love with aesthetics. Like, for the first time, concepts that were so incredibly hard for me, like math and, you know, electricity concepts. I don't know. Like, there's all of these these things I was learning, like chemistry even, and ingredients and learning um, about... People skills and business, I had all of these new opportunities to actually apply a lot of the concepts that I was learning in school in a non relatable way in my mind to suddenly having this tangible way to apply them into actual application. And as somebody who, you know, literally was middle of the road for a lot of her high school career. I ended up graduating as the top person in my class and was asked to speak at my aesthetic school graduation. And, and it was a really big defining moment for me because I realized like, you know, my whole life, I thought I wasn't very smart. I thought I wasn't very good at school. I never, ever got A's on tests. Tests were very difficult for me. I was very distracted. I, I wonder if I actually had some mild form of ADD because it was really hard for me to focus and pay attention. A lot of times... I would try to make things applicable, and it just never happened. It was really hard for me to focus. I was very disinterested. And when I started aesthetic school, I found myself excelling in a way that I never thought possible when, I mean, I've had teachers tell me, like, in high school and things, like, you, you know, you're not, you're not very bright. You're not going to make it. Like, this isn't, you better find something that you can do that's hands-on because you're not very bright. and. And, um, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, well, I'll go to beauty school, right? That's hands-on. And I think sometimes it gets a bad rap like, oh, you go to beauty school because that's what you're reduced to or that's the extent of your skill level, when in actuality, the truth is that some people are better suited for a trade that they can do with their hands that makes them feel creative and helps them connect with people and give back and serve. And so going to school for aesthetics was such a boost for my confidence and and deciding like, you know what, if I really wanna learn how to do something and I figure out a way to make it work for me, then it's possible. And so a few years after graduating from school, I had a really good job. I was making between 20 and $30 an hour. As a 19-year-old girl, you know what I mean? it was really It was really good money. And I recognized that going to aesthetic school was great, but I was probably gonna cap out if I didn't decide to open up my own spa or, you know, my own place where I could get all of the commission instead of having to share with a salon or a spa that was employing me, basically. And so I decided that I wanted to study culinary arts. And so I was looking around, I went to UVU and I actually didn't have the grades initially to get into any college programs that I would have wanted to, but if you're not, you know what I mean, like fresh out of high school, you just are looking for something a little easier and you head over to a community college, man, they're excited to take anybody and everybody, which was so like exciting and, and wonderful. And so I started over there and, and did my generals because I was really excited to study culinary arts, another hands-on skill set that I I thought, you know, this is interesting to me. I don't know how I'm going to use this yet, but I really want to be able to do something that I love. And I started the culinary program. And so as soon as my credentials were in and I was able to start that program, I found myself learning things like fractions and math that beautifully came together in my mind. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ratatouille, It's about this little rat named Remy that loves cooking, and he's supposed to be a rat, you know, he's supposed to like trash, but whenever he finds these like food combinations, these like little fireworks go off, I was definitely having that kind of a moment like cooking and creating like it would be little fireworks, but not just that. Like when I would have the class time and we're sitting and doing fractions and math concepts that you should be learning in like, you know, elementary school, fifth grade, I was having like the biggest epiphany moments recognizing like, oh my gosh, this is how fractions work. And this is why one fourth cup and or not one fourth cup, but one fourth, a quarter and a third, like equal a whole and like little things that are just like basic that never clicked for me all of a sudden were making so much sense and again like I started to excel in the class and it was so amazing to just feel that confidence of like oh my gosh I can do this if I have the right environment I absolutely can and what a joy it was to discover that Because a lot of times we let our our experiences and the things that happen to us, we let those shape what we think we deserve or who we think we need to be or what we're capable of. When in all actuality, if you are just open to trying a new way, maybe that way would be helpful for you. Like, Is there a hands-on way that you can learn it? Is there a way that you can go out and create something to learn it instead of just being at a desk, not moving, not having any real-life application to seeing things come together, um, and so I, I wonder, like, do you, has that happened to you? Is that your experience? Because in my experience, people like us who are creatives, like sometimes they are very smart and and savvy. My husband is a good example of somebody who's very smart at math and you know geometry and and all of the different academic skill sets and he's also very creative. But there are a lot of women especially that I come in contact with who feel like, you know, they don't have what it takes. And it takes obviously like, you know, determination and willpower and if you are willing to give it everything you've got and you're like this has to happen, that whole, you know, if you want to take the village you got to burn the boats. You know, I'm coming here. This is my plan. I'm burning my own boat because there is no other way out. There's no exit strategy. Like, this is the plan. I'm taking the island. Here we go. Um, you know, like, if you have that relentless spirit, You are going to be successful, but I know what it's like to bang your head against the wall and hit those roadblocks because maybe academically someone told you that you could do it. Or maybe you feel like you're getting stifled or stumped because the way that you're learning something isn't working for you. I think that's a sign of the universe telling you like you need to come at this from a different angle. It's okay. You know, it's okay. And the most beautiful thing like is is this world. If you're not good at something... You can pretty much hire out any aspects that you are not good at. It's kind of amazing to me. Have you guys heard of, I don't even know what it's called, but my husband was telling me about this service. This underground service where kids are hiring themselves out in schools to write papers for you so that you could pass you know, your English classes and your composition work and say... I'm going to hire you for, you know, 20 bucks to write this paper on <laughs> the world war two. And obviously like there's some ethical things that are wrong with that. If you're, if you're hiring someone to write your paper and you're passing it off as your own work, but in a lot of ways, I'm like, why are we discouraging this? Like, This is such how the free market works is like, look, maybe my skill set isn't writing papers and it's your skill set. So how can I leverage your skill set to get the things done? I need to get done too. Like I actually think it was pretty smart again from an ethics standpoint. Like I understand that you can't always do that in in school. The whole purpose is for you to learn basic skill sets and hopefully master how to be a proficient writer and be able to do things for yourself. I understand that that's important, but the concept was so brilliant to me. And as somebody who teaches business, that's one of the first things I teach is like, you do not need to waste your time doing everything because there are people out there. Like for example, graphic designers, I am no graphic designer. I will put something together and it would take me, you know, eight hours plus to come up with something like a logo and I can jump on freelancer.com and throw it out there and in a contest format and say, hey, here's like the logo that I want. Here's kind of the idea, the concept behind it. And ask, you know, some people to give me some stuff, like give me some ideas, give me some feedback and I'll choose the winner. And, you know, I'm putting 20 bucks behind it. And for 20 bucks in like a couple of days, I'll have an awesome logo that rocks my socks off. And I'm like, I, I would never have thought of that because that's not my skill set. You know, graphic design isn't my forte, but just because it's not my forte doesn't mean I can't find someone. Right. So as you're going through, like, just remember, everybody has things that they are good at and things that they aren't. And I think in life, like, especially growing up, we all have that, that insecurity that happens. We all have that struggle of, you know, I'm not good at this and you can do two things. You can let that define you and you'll be stuck there as long as you decide to let that that insecurity, that fear, that lack define you. As soon as you can link arms and say, you know what, maybe I'm really good at organizing things, maybe I'm really good at organizing people, or I can put this together and I just need help with that piece. Like That is where the magic happens and I think that's where true event planners are masterful because events are the one career that you just cannot do it all. You have to have people helping and if you can't orchestrate that well, you're not going to go far. And so I just want to thank you for being here and thanks for tuning in and listening. And I just want to encourage you and let you know like you deserve all of the amazing dreams that you have in your head. And I promise you, if you find the right people to help you build it, you're going to get there way faster than you could have on your own. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you in the next episode.